Iowa everywhere. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Iowa Everywhere, and now it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere for the fans. What is up? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris, a late show, 11 a.m. start, because Mr. Fancy Pantsy uh, TV Pants. Mr. Fancy Boy over here. He's he's out there in uh, Phoenix living it up. A little Super Bowl action coming up on Sunday. We'll talk about that. We want to thank our friends from Fairway Meat and Grocery. It is snowing. Here in the great state of Iowa. You know what daddy's doing tonight? Daddy's making beef stew, stew meat from our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. You know the little cubes that you can buy of the steak? It's all cut cube up steak? for you. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a cube steak. It's it's steak meat that's already cut up. You just throw it in the crock pot, bada boom. Daddy likes I've his beef never, stew. I've never heard anything like this you, before. You've never heard of stew meat? No. It's just steak that's cut up for you to put in stew. Why you, you you can't just do the extra work of getting a steak, cutting it up? I mean, you can, but if Fairway's going to offer it cut up for you at the same price, why wouldn't you just do that? <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Thanks to our friends at Fairway for bringing us two guys named Chris. I'm Chris Williams, joined by Chris Hassel. Matt Van Winkle, as always, is making us look average here on iowa everywhere we are um it's going to be a shorter show and here's the reason if you want iowa purdue coverage we planned it this way download jared and jabo because they did a pretty significant preview for iowa purdue which is tonight that podcast got posted first thing this morning this one will not have a ton of iowa purdue because we don't want to date it um, by the time a lot of you listen to this, that game might even be over. So we're going to do a lot of Iowa happened. State. Purdue will kill Iowa. <laughs> I think will, so, too. It will be a bloodbath. Okay. Hassel's on the record. You heard it here first. Uh, John Miller said something same to me yesterday because John and I are going to record tomorrow morning so that we could react to the Iowa game. See, we're we're a well-oiled machine here at Iowa everywhere. We're planning out all the real content. nice and oiled up. Real oiled. Real nice and moist. Set up here. Just real moist oil. Iowa State loses at West Virginia last night in a game that has done a number on the fan base. You should see the messages I'm getting from people. They're all just pissed off at the world right now. And uh, it was a total ref show. They <laughs> called everything. And, I, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny to me, Chris, because for the longest time, Iowa State fans bitched about West Virginia. Oh, you don't want to play after a West Virginia game because they foul all the time. Their games last forever, uh, and that's kind of what Iowa State does now. This has been a constant theme on our show when we talk about Iowa State basketball from the beginning of the year, when we first saw this team play. I've told you this team fouls on every possession, 
and you want to get officials that aren't going to call it. <laughs> Last night, um, these officials called everything all night, something I'd never seen before where West Virginia was in the bonus before the 16 and under timeout in the second half. They were in the double bonus with over 13 minutes to play in the second half. The most fouls called on an Iowa State team since 2001, and that game went to four overtimes oh my God. to have that many game- 30 fouls, fouls called. 30 fouls called on the Cyclones last night. It was a virtually unwatchable game if your team wasn't playing in it. 19 on West Virginia, 30 on Iowa State. It was just one foul after another, uh, and Iowa State comes up shorthanded. So be totally uh totally transparent here w- with the with the game time at i think it's w- what was it six it was six, six here so i we had our uh, our company dinner or mixer last night and that thing was supposed to start at uh i guess it would have been 8 30 central time and so i was like oh well, great i'll watch the iowa state game you know perfect then, then head over to the head over to the party there was still like nine minutes to go it was when I needed to leave. The game lasted what, what two and a half hours? It's ridiculous. Yes. So I didn't, I didn't get to see the end of the game. I had to go. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What is going it was on? It was horrible. It was the same thing as the Iowa Illinois game that you thought. It's just worse. Uh, they just. It was so bad. It. And this is both like I'm talking about the officiating as a whole. I don't. I'm not here. Save your tweets, Iowa fans. I'm not saying the Cyclones got rigged or anybody was out against. I'm not saying that. The the game was. I it, this is my theory. The two of these guys had worked Final Fours. Okay, this wasn't like this awful officiating crew. I think they went into this one going, it's Otzel Ball, which is a backyard brawl, right? We know how Iowa State plays. Huggy Bear, everything that West Virginia does. High pressure, and I think that they said, "I'll be damned, we're not letting this thing out of get get out of hand." And in return, it got out of hand the other way, where they were calling absolutely everything. So this is where I think um, the women's game has it right, and I'm stunned that the men's game hasn't done this yet. Go to quarters, no fouls reset at the end of every quarter, so you wouldn't be stuck in a free-throw shooting situation, every foul for the last 16 minutes of a game. It would reset with 10 minutes to go. Because when you get into that situation, it's it's miserable. It changes everything, and it slows everything way down, and it just... That that was not fun at all last night. At all. What I found myself... Go ahead. Sorry, because I wanted to watch Kyrie play for the Mavs for the first time. I not a huge NBA guy, but I like historical NBA, right? So I'll be sure to watch Kevin Durant and his debut with the Suns. I like whatever. And I'm watching that game a little bit later on, and I'm thinking to myself after just watching Iowa State West Virginia, Jesus, if if that was the first college basketball game I had ever watched, I'd never watch it again. <laughs> Compared to the NBA, right? Uh-huh. The, like the, there's a lot of reasons why college basketball has lost popularity over the years nationally not locally we're all still nuts i'm talking nationally it's not as big of a deal as it used to be there's a lot of things that go into it but the way the game is structured is not favorite and that's the point you were making last week with the iowa illinois game you weren't you weren't saying like that 
So I, I think people misunderstand. Like you can talk about how we don't like how a game's officiated and not think that the game is rigged. Like both things can be true, right? Like you put mm-hmm. one thing about it and, it and it's absolutely maddening. But like that was a really terrible basketball game to watch. If my team wasn't playing in it, I would have lost interest ten minutes into that thing. Well, at least you got to hear King McClure <laughs> an extra thirty minutes, right? My God, did you hear him just lose it on Tyrese Hunter in Texas? No. It was the weirdest thing. They're talking about and I'm and I'm paraphrasing here. They're talking about how hard the Big Twelve is in all these teams that have a chance to win it, right? And him and the play by play guy who was new, I'd I'd never heard him before. Um and they're going like team by team and they're like, Oh, you got Iowa State here and you got you got Kansas and Bill Self, you can never count them out, and then you got Scott Drew, they're really coming on strong. They just got a guy back. Drew's won a national championship. And then the play-by-play guys. And what about Texas? They're in first place. And King McClure just out and over is like, no, no, no way. Texas isn't going to win this thing. And the play-by-play guy's like, why? Like, what do, you, what do you have against Texas? They're in first place. And King's just like, oh, that, that point guard who transferred there from from Iowa State is not nearly as good as people think he is. And, like, he, he just – he woke up and he chose violence. Wow. Yeah. It was bizarre. And then he was just – I mean, he was he was on one last night. <laughs> Old King. Fired up. <laughs> the he whole was, thing was I, – I, like I said, I didn't get to watch the end of the game, but the, the broadcast was weird. It was like there was a microphone, like a crowd microphone, that was right in front of some lady that you could just hear her <laughs> – just an odd the whole thing was just miserable to watch i'm sorry have you ever been to a game there no never been to morgantown really i've called like three games women's games there really interesting arena like it's it's super different it you feel like you are back in time you feel like you're 1970 it's like hilton but different like it's got it's built like Hilton. It's built like the Octagon of Doom a little bit, but it is more. I don't know if the building is technically older, but you feel like you're watching a game in 1970 when you enter that <laughs> arena. And the crowd's just different. They've all got beards. They're all drunk. <laughs> I love Morgantown. For They're all packing worth. heat. Yeah, Maddie's pulling it up here if you're watching on YouTube. It's a really it's a tough place pull- to go. I, I, I did not expect Iowa State to stay in the game like they did. I, I I thought that West Virginia was going to just kind of lead throughout and win by seven or eight. I thought Iowa yeah. State played played pretty well. I liked what I saw from Tame and Lipsy at times. Like when you're not being guarded, you've gotta take that shot and you've gotta make some every once in a while. And he did. And that that's what spurt that's what sparked that that uh run they went on to, to grab the lead with I don't know, ten minutes to go. They were down seven. He takes a three, makes it, and then they go on a little bit of a run. That, w- that was nice to see. He needs to do more of that. Has to. And I, I thought Taman last night, too, I, you know, you could point out he didn't have an assist, which is super rare for him. But I, I think, to your point, he was trying to dictate things a little bit more. And that that's the second game now I can think of, the Oklahoma State game being the other, when their offense is really stalled out during Big 12 play. It's been when Taman isn't on the floor. And he's just, uh, if he didn't prove his value last night, I don't know 
what Tame and Lipsy has to do. Anyways, they get Oklahoma State at home and then TCU at home. So a couple of home games. Iowa State did not move as far as the metrics go, which is totally expected. West Virginia is a metrics darling. They're actually ranked ahead of Iowa State. They and what was the line? Three and a half. I mean, West Virginia was favored by three and a half or four. It closed at five. Five. So okay. all the money was on West Virginia in that one last night. And Iowa State will be a slight favorite again on Saturday against Oklahoma State. There's not a lot of big, yeah, right there at 18. <clears throat> Drinking tap water. When you go on, when you go out of the, out of the city, out of the, out of the state, you had a ho- are you okay drinking the water right out of the faucet in your hotel room? Only if I'm really hungover. Well, I am. Yes, yeah, so you got to. <clears throat> and I'm doing it. So what does a CBS party consist of? You said you had like a company outing? Yeah, yeah, it was the, the, we we every every year at the Super Bowl they'll they'll throw like a a little it's mostly for it's mostly just like CBS Sports HQ people, but there were CBS people there too and it was like a you know, it was at at this venue that you know you just kind of there was an open bar, and and <clears throat> just what'd had you had what'd you drink? Well, had some uh, had some old fashions, had about three of those, and then I just started drinking Buffalo Trace Neat. The That's rest what of the I night. like to do. Yeah. So uh, when you drink enough whiskey, like the old fashioned, just doesn't. It's too sugary for me anymore. Right. Just, and it, the the first one I got was. Way too sugary, so I had to I had to tell him every time when I went back, keep keep it a little light on that simple syrup, pal. Because yeah. it was way too much. Amanda, my co-anchor, took a sip of it and almost threw up. Because it, it was too so sugary? sugary. Yeah, but it was great, awesome. They do a, like she physically almost. Threw yeah, up. she 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 gagged. It was, it was pretty. Um, it was like a cinnamon simple syrup. It was like a cinnamon. Something. Any anywho, I'm feeling it a little bit this morning. And a boy, I'm proud of you. Was it like that night in Vegas when you decided to go to bed at like eight thirty? No, 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 no. That was a, I was jet lagged. That was the first night I was there. I was totally jet lagged. No, Drink I was up Red until. Bull. Let's go. I was up until probably one. I would say one o'clock local time there. Uh huh. Okay. So like three yeah. o'clock our our time. Yeah, I just got up. Oh, you just got up now. I just got up. Got it. Anyways, so how has the Super Bowl experience been thus far? I honestly haven't looked much into it. Real quick on the on the network here, Ken Miller and Mike Palm will have your betting preview for the game coming up later tonight. They are going to be recording the hooks. We'll have that coverage for you tomorrow via our friends at Circa. It's going well. Um, we're we're out at this park where there's going to be uh, the Super Bowl experience, which begins today. So like the first three days, there was nobody there; it was just us. But now, now there's going to be a lot of people there, and um, you know, it's starting to ramp up a little bit toward the game. Are you okay with those headphones? You're always no. fidgeting with those headphones. No. What's I wrong have with major you? Pro- I have like a mental block with these headphones that Bam Winkle got us. Like it's a serious. So the people listening on the podcast, they can't see what you're. T- I'll, I'll explain it to you. I don't think I'm like brilliant by any means. I don't think I'm a stupid person either. I can figure things out. Like right, I there's there's a mental block that I have with these headphones that Van Winkle got us, where I cannot wear them properly. 
they go over the back of your ears. There's like a little loop. They go over the back. And then you can move the, the little earbud around. It like swivels. So you just swivel it right on in. Have it penetrate your earlobe, eardrum. Just get that thing just... Just pinch that cable. Just in. pinch that cable right behind your ear, and it'll stay nice and taut. Didn't it's been it's penetrating my earlobe too much? Have you like gone over to his house and showed him how to do it? Yes, he physically put them on me one time. I it I, it is I, a mental. I penetrated block. his ear, and he still couldn't figure it out. This is true. Because the, the, throughout the the whole show, you just keep like pushing them. I just does it not fit. Do you have no, like it fits really... fine. I just like I have a mental block. Bri- Bridger wants to know. So wait a minute. We delayed the start of the show today because Hassel was drunk. <laughs> no, no, it's too early. I mean, I'm not doing a show at seven thirty. That's way too early. So I, I said, wouldn't have no. even asked you to do that. We would. I, I needed to. It. I needed to be able to wake up a little bit, look at the rundown for the show. I did. Drink I did some I mean, of that tap water. Yeah. Tap yeah, that's the only way I coffee. drink hotel tap water too. Is if I'm hungover or that night. So, so when, you, when, when you're not hungover, you you'll you'll hold out for like a bottle of water. Yeah, I'll go down to the lobby. I always yeah. have to think about where I'm at. Like, is the is the tap water okay here? Because, you know, you heard the stories about Flint, Michigan, in the tap water. There, so I always have to like, geez, am I too, am I close to Flint here? Should I? Because I travel, you know, Ohio and Michigan a lot. I think you're fine Indiana. in Phoenix. Is the Phoenix tap water okay? Feel like it, but you're not supposed to drink Mexico tap water. You're kind of close to there. I uh, yeah yeah I know that I'm 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 well aware of that. But like, is there really that much of a difference between unfiltered and filtered? Are we you really the trusting little, these filters? You got the little microbes, you know, and they swim around in your gut. Right. But some of that stuff's good for you. And some of it, not all. Hmm. All right, um, Iowa Purdue. We're not going to touch on that. We we should probably. We already did. I said that it's going to be a blowout. We should circle back to this, uh, Brian. Well, re- whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we get to Brian Ferentz, I do have updated bracket projections. I thought this would be interesting to touch on real quick. Mm-hmm. So, Lenardi was on like before that game last night, and basically said it didn't matter if Iowa State won or lost at West Virginia, he wouldn't move them. He has them as a three seed in Des Moines, and. Iowa as a six seed in Denver. So that would be a great draw for Iowa, too. A lot of Iowa fans could get out there to Denver. That's a great place for a tournament. Oh, I've covered that, a tournament. That matchup would not be good. Iowa-Arkansas. That'd be Arkansas horrible. is the 11 seed. I mean, Arkansas was a top 10 team earlier this year. I don't Baylor I, 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 in the I second wouldn't want round, to see them. I don't think you want any piece of Baylor either in the round of 32. You're going to have a – I mean – Unless Iowa just gets super hot in the year, you're you're looking at like a six through an eight, five, maybe five if you could. I would say probably a six. Um, CBS, your guy Jerry Palm has Iowa State a three seed in Albany, and Iowa a six seed in Greensboro. I was told by a birdie last night that <laughs> Iowa State. <laughs> Apparently, they really factor in traveling distance for these teams. And if Iowa State is a top four seed, really, really strong chance they would be in Des Moines. But we'll see. Mm, man, how how would you handle that? What do you mean? How would I handle it? What would you do? What do you mean? What would you I'd do? I covered the team. 
Just Am I delirious. missing something? Here? I know. I'm just eggplant emoji. I'm just, I'm just yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. I Actually, you... like the selfish part of me is like, no, I'd like a trip to Denver again. It's fun. Oh, you want to get away from those snot-nosed kids, probably. Well, it is like just very selfishly. I've gotten to see a lot of cool parts of this country by covering the NCAA tournament over the years. You know, week in mm-hmm. San Antonio, New York City. Like I've gotten to do a lot of really cool experiences. However. Be really awesome to see Wells Fargo Arena full of Iowa State fans. Yeah, that would be awesome. The tickets would be out of control because you know it'll be them in Kansas, maybe Creighton. A bunch of rabid fan bases all clamoring for the same pot of tickets. When did so those tickets be, even go on sale, Chris? Do you know? Year like a year ago. They've already been on, but don't they? Yeah, they hold back some of them, right? They hold an allotment for every team, but there's only usually like hundreds is what you're talking about. So and most of them usually, have already been purchased. And they'll well, just go on the secondary market. Yeah. You know, the majority of the tickets have been purchased. Now there's the allotment for the teams that would still be there. Competitively for Iowa State, hell yeah. Get to Des Moines. I'm kind of indifferent. I'd be fine with going to Denver. I'd be fine with any of that stuff. And I know that... Uh, yeah, I, th- uh, I think you'd be pissed if it was in Des Moines. Because you, you would have to hang out at home with your, your family <laughs> that you don't like. Well, I'm going to Circa the week after with Matt. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, I saw Matt can't go. His you're, God, you're bitching I'm, out I'm, on us. Well, I, I've got a games to call. I'm doing like women's D2 semifinals that week or something like that. I, I've got something. I can't go, and, I, and I'm upset because I'm going to miss you guys. CBS, so CBS wouldn't loose. send you to Des Moines. Come no, on. No, I wish. Hmm. I wish. Yeah, it's gonna be me and Van I'd love Winkle to visit and John you guys Miller. over there in in Bondurant. You can just stay in the basement. Stay in the basement at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd just, do that. You and Dirks just hold down the fort. Yeah, I'd hang out with Dirks. Hell yeah. Get get Mike Williams and Don Hassel oh. down in the basement. Oh, uh, <laughs> good way to get canceled. Yeah. So there you go. Do you have any other thoughts? So I've gotten a lot of reaction from people about our emergency podcast the other night regarding the Brian Ferentz contract. Yeah. Have you, now that you've had 48 hours to kind of digest this, do you have anything additional? The national media is really having a good time yeah, with this. It seems like a nightmare. Punchline. Um, I, 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 uh, I keep running into people and, Hey, what about that Ferris contract, huh? <laughs> like, oh my god! I I ran into Dennis Dodd last night. He's working on a piece for CBS on the contract, and he was talking about like he's been reaching out to people. Like, has this ever been done before? No, <laughs> it hasn't. This the for what it's worth, the Athletic did a piece on it too, and it was their uh, well, it was. State, it was one of their guys, Mandel or something, and they they were doing the same thing. They were trying to find anything remotely close to this, and they can't. So I was listening to uh, Murph and Andy and and their reaction to this whole thing, and I was surprised that they didn't. They don't really think this is going to be an issue at all for Iowa to reach twenty five points per game. Um, like what what we talked about was 
What if they have a really good season and he doesn't reach 25 points? They, they, they think that's going to be really easy. And and I get it. I mean, if as, Petrus isn't going to be the quarterback, so that's going to help right there. And maybe Keith is right. Like, you get Mac, McNamara over Petrus, and that's going to be a that's going to be a seven point difference per game right there, maybe. But uh, I I just I feel like it's going to be a little bit harder than some people think, because yeah, sure, twenty five points per game that's really not a great offense, but for Iowa and the way they do things, it is. And I I've also heard from some people that. This is Iowa, like trying to please the fans. Like, what? How does this? This is not what the fans were asking for. Is anybody pleased about this? Like, have you seen people be like, "Oh, this is a great idea"? Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't either. But I'm not really running. This is not what the fans wanted. The fans want a better offense. The fans don't care about oh, let's beat Utah State by forty instead of. 14. Like, what does that do? Who cares? The fans want a better offense so that they can compete against the best teams. They don't have an offense that will give them a chance against the Ohio States and the Michigans. You need an offense that can at least score some points. And yeah, it's it's not great to watch, you know, a a, a tight win over North Northwestern or whatever but it's it's still it's more about the wins than it is the offense this is not like I'm nobody's asking for 35 points a game and like going back to that Kirk Ferentz soundbite where he was like well when we score 24 points we're 55 and 3 but nobody cares about 24 is not enough for a lot of people is basically what he was saying it's like no it is like that's what we want get yes you don't have to radically change things. We are not asking for that much. Just a, a better off, an offense that has potential to make some big plays. Not spread it out 35, 40 points per game. No, blowing out. No, no. Just a better offense. That's it. Better. Because if you have a better offense and your defense is that good, your special teams is that good. Man, you're gonna be you're gonna be competing for everything. I keep thinking about this, and I don't, I don't know why my brain keeps going back, but I of having some real sympathy for Brian Ferentz here. Like that son of a bitch must really want to be the offensive coordinator at Iowa to go through this. Like I actually like this. He wants to, you know, nobody. Like, there's there's part of me that's just like God, like. He probably just wants to coach football. Like this started off like, oh, I could, it's a family business. I could follow up my dad. Like it's gotten so toxic for him. And then you throw in the the racial thing that they had to go through. All this and now you've got this deal where every like there's did you see the Twitter feed? The Brian Ferentz points tracker thing? Like this is oh, everywhere. Yeah. He's getting drugged through the mud everywhere. The lack of – he is a smart football guy. Like, nobody thinks he's a total idiot. Mm-hmm. He's accomplished stuff in this world, and, and he's just the butt of every national joke. Like, he must really, really, really want to be the offensive coordinator at the University of Iowa to put him and his family through this. 
and what I what I think this shows is that they really, really do believe that this upcoming season is going to be a lot different. I I get the sense that oh yeah, this wasn't Gary Barta going in there. Hey Kirk, this is the way it's going to be. No, no, God no. But who's who's most to blame for this contract? Is it is it Barta, or or was Ference also behind it? What do you think? I would say it's a combination of both. I, I think so, too. I just I don't think Barta just went on his own. I just find it hard to believe that any decisions about that football program are being made without Kirk. I just like, can't I just, believe they did this. I just I just can't I can't believe, believe like Barta and his deputy AD are sitting together in Barta's office. Hey, this is what we should do, and we're going to go mandate it to Kirk. No way. And then we're going to go, we're going to make a big announcement about it. We're going to be totally transparent. We're going to tell the fans. Like, if if I did this, I wouldn't want this getting out. I, I would try to keep this totally quiet. That this Like was... the Fran contract extension? <laughs> All of them, for the most part. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm not sure if you knew, but we extended Fran for another five years earlier this season. Well, I'm looking I, forward to seeing what your guy Dennis Dodd comes. I like him. He's a he's really good at what he does. I yeah, he's a good guy. He's down here with his wife. He's got he's got a place down here in Phoenix. Oh wow, he lives in Kansas City most of the time, but um, they've got a place down here in Phoenix as well. So he's he's digging. He's looking for any kind of comps, and he can't find any. <laughs> and so everybody I run into now is like, that's the first thing. What what the hell is going on with that contract? What is that all about? I, don't I mean, this know. is really though the reason why you try and keep the nepotism to a minimum, because it makes things really awkward. Yes, yes, right, and it makes it hard, and that's where the whole thing. Comes Let me ask from. you this: Is it nepotism if we give our dads a show on our network? Oh, that's really interesting. Probably. Does it work but the other way? But does nepotism work like in private companies like we are? Like we can do whatever the hell we want, right? Probably. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's because it's a public institution. I think that it. What What if we gave our dads a show and it was so bad? Hell, I'm letting my daughter do a podcast. Does that make it? What? I'm not paying her or anything. Yeah, Cammy's going to start a podcast where she interviews her family members. It's going to be epic. <laughs> Is She's super on, talented. Is it going to be on Iowa everywhere? No, no. Can't but it be on Cami everywhere? She has watched me do this for so long. Like she wants to try it, and she wants to interview people. And, and how like old I've, is she? Eight. She turns eight next week. Wow. She's actually a very good little uh, talker. You know, and they watch all these kids on YouTube all the time now. Oh yeah. I think that's she all, wants to that's be. That's all influencer. kids want to be now. Is they? What do you want to be when you grow up, little little girl? I want to be a YouTube influencer. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. That's the thing that people want to be. The kids want to be now. YouTube influencer. Calling it Cammy's Corner. How about call it call it Cameo? Ooh, that's good. That's real good. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to get you out of here, uh, pretty boy, TV boy. There's a Seinfeld reference to this, and I'm trying to think of what it to is. To what? Oh, he's such—he's a celebrity. 
You know what I'm... What? Somebody's doing that to Jerry. <laughs> Somebody out there is probably going to know what we're talking about. That's what I'm trying to do to you right here. We need to make our against the spread circa picks. And I see that Van Winkle also has our T-shirts pulled up for the Iowa Everywhere store. Oh, my God. My, my mom is so excited about these T-shirts. She said... Like, she... she I woke up yesterday to text from her about these about these T-shirts. I didn't even know that you had released the info yet, and she said she had already written the uh, who is it over there? Right, it, it, the um, Draper. She, she, Draper, yeah, she had already written the website about getting more shirts. <laughs> the these four designs, these five designs, aren't enough for. Her. She wants more. She I said love she it. she's like. <laughs> So she wrote directly to him and, and asked for more. So we'll see what else comes out. Well, we have more, and we'll we'll be slowly releasing them. But we've started off with some standard Iowa Everywhere stuff and some two guys named Chris Merch. We'll be doing these for <clears throat> all of our shows and whatnot. Yes. We- oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. Right, you got room service there? What's that? Want me fluff your pillow? Oh yeah, I'll take some. No- I'll take some more towels. Want me jerk yeah. you off? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, room service. It, it's uh, so it's weird nowadays. You know, since COVID, usually they don't. Yeah. They don't come even in. touch your room. No, unless you ask, unless you ask for them to do it. Like you have to call down the front desk and like say, "Can I get a room service thing tomorrow?" You got to call a day in advance, or else they don't come in anymore. So I, I and they told me when I checked in there because I'm here for a week. They're like, unless you call us, we won't. So I, I was not. I was not expecting this, but uh, getting a little room service on the podcast. Oh, thank you. She's in. in the, she's, she's in the bathroom. She's like getting, physically put, in your room up. right now. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. I want to put it in the description. Hassel gets a visit from Angela. Yeah, she just went in the the bathroom, took my dirty towels away. That's because that, that that's really all I need. Just 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 some fresh towels. This has become a low point for the show. Okay, let's do our circa Super Bowl picks and get you out of here so you can get to the maid. Um, Matt, do you have our records pulled up? If you oh, don't, God. it's really no big deal. I just know I'm beating Chris going into the final game. You were up by like one game, William. Yeah. How, how, how did we do in the in the championship weekend? I don't remember if I. I covered those well, games or not. I had the Eagles and I had the Bengals. So, so Williams is Williams is six and six. Hassel's five and seven. You guys both had the Eagles and Bengals, so you guys were a wash, basically the last okay. round. Okay. Seems about right. So what, um, where, where's the line at right now on Circa? Well, I, I'm I pulling see the it up right now. The total has been creeping up. The total's been moving like 49 and a half, 50, then 51. All right. And it's, it's been circa, hovering around Eagles minus one and a half. Circa right now, one and a half is the line the number is at 51 if you want to bet the money line uh you go 120 on the eagles plus 102 on kansas city if you're gonna play kansas city just do the plus 102 i'm playing the eagles i already put five units down on the eagles i think they're the better all-around team kansas city's really good podcast with sage rosenfels this week if you want a great breakdown of these two teams he's with me I just am a believer in this Eagles team. When they've been healthy, they've dominated all mm-hmm. year long. Love Patrick Mahomes. He's probably my favorite player in the entire NFL. I, I 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't. that's that's the only reason the Chiefs are are here. I mean, it's it's Mahomes, and, and you know is the craziest he going to be thing about? I'm sorry did, to make the, up for the roster difference because the, the craziest, Eagles are more talented. The craziest thing about the NFL or about the Chiefs to me, Hassel is this Rutgers running back who was just like a yeah, he was just like an average running back at Rutgers, and now he's a stud for the Chiefs. It just shows and you they, that position, and they, they draft um, really well. And that's the that's been the thing with the Chiefs. Like they gave all this money to Patrick Mahomes, and it's really tough to build a a, a great roster around a contract that sucks up so much of your cap space with Mahomes. So so nowadays it's like you want what the Eagles are doing. You want this quarterback on a rookie deal, and then you can spend all your other money on uh, filling out the roster. The, the 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 Chiefs have done a really good job in the draft. The, the Eagles have too, but the Chiefs this year set a record um, for the most snaps by first or second year players and so a lot of these guys like Pacheco I mean they were taken in the last couple rounds and they and they haven't been in a Super Bowl before you think of the Chiefs as like a you know kind of almost right on the edge of a dynasty and all these three of the last four years they've been in the Super Bowl but a lot of these guys have not been here before because they're so young and they're rookies um, and I just don't know if Mahomes is going to be enough to offset what the Eagles have, which is a complete roster. And, I mean, the Chiefs, Mahomes going to win MVP despite not having a a number one wide receiver. You could argue they don't even have a number two wide receiver. He's got Travis Kelsey, and he throws it to the running backs, and that's it. I feel like the difference could be the Eagles pass catchers, the Eagles wide receivers, I should say. It's when we compare the wide receiver group and it's not close. I think that that might be the difference, and we'll see. You know, Jalen Hurts hasn't had to do anything really since his injury. He hasn't had to because they've gotten out to big leads and been able to run the ball, and they've been fine. Some people think that if 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 they get behind, it's going to be really difficult on him. And we'll see what he can do. But I, I feel like the Eagles are just the better overall team, the better bet. So I'm going to take Eagles minus one and a half. And I'm going to go with the under as well, under 51. Okay. I'm going to go 27-20. Really... That's my pick. 27-20 Eagles. We're right around the same spot. I was actually going to say the Eagles by 10. I just mm. – I really, really like this team, top to bottom. I love Hurts. Um the only thing it, the Andy Reid thinks that is interesting to me, not that it's going to impact the game, but it's funny because my wife works with a woman who's a she's from Philly, like she's an Eagles fan, and I I hadn't even really given it much thought, and she says to me, "God, I can't wait to beat Andy Reid's ass." What? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Would there be any animosity for Andy? I don't know, in Philly, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That felt good. I, I do think that he's a great coach. So, to me, like, the one thing that worries me about taking the Eagles is I think that Reed is as good as it gets. He's going to have something great drawn up. Yeah, they, they, they've got the Eagles advantage at the, at the head coaching position. I mean, he, Reed is a, is a Hall of Fame coach. Better coach, better quarterback. Sirianni might end up being great, too. And he's he's been great so far, but not, you know, He's never been to a Super Bowl. He's young. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I like the Eagles. All right, people want to watch you today. What time you go on the air? 
what well next I'll days? be uh, I'll be on the air at uh, two two to five central two to five central CBS yeah, Sports CBS Sports Network but so the thing about today is though it's NBA trade deadline day so the oh, show God. is like mostly NBA yeah well and Durant just got traded to yeah. Phoenix so yeah, you're gonna be. I've been looking there? out the window, waiting for him to, waiting for him to arrive here. Oh my God! There's like a big fire out the window. There's a fire. Jesus! Yeah, there's a bunch of smoke. What? You the better hell? get the. Is the maid still there? Let's can she if, call no, somebody? She. she let's see if. I don't know if you can see it. You see that? Yeah, I do. I do see that. It's incredible. What the hell? Oh. I'm sure somebody will put it out. All right, get out of here, Van Winkle. Thank you for uh, you don't moving your schedule around. About that fire. He's Chris Hassel. My name is Chris uh. Williams. Yeah, Brandon with a great comment here on YouTube. As if Phoenix couldn't get any more wild this weekend because we got the golf cherry on top was yeah, landing Kevin right. Durant. You're in the mecca, dude. Congratulations. Oh, I've got my finger on the pulse here. I got a 5 o'clock tip on Saturday in Ames. Do you have any idea how drunk that crowd's going to be? Oh, my God. I feel like you say that about every start time. Oh, my God. The Saturday night. Oh, my night. God. 11 a.m. to Jesus. No. These kids are going to be drunk from the night. I said oh, the kids my would God. Be. 9 p.m. tip. They're going to be all drunk. The prime tip in Ames is a Saturday evening. Except it's Saturday Oklahoma evening? State. Yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Eh. Still a Big 12 game. Revenge game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Love you all. Thank you for supporting us here at Iowa Everywhere. Thank you to our sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery. I'm, Daddy's going to go get that stew meat in the crock oh, pot. Oh, Daddy. Yeah, get that, that cubed meat. All right. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Iowa everywhere.